0: Hello and welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Joy Ravella. This is the Everyday Joy podcast. And if you've been enjoying it, make sure you do hit like, follow, subscribe, and do leave a five-star review if you're listening on Spotify, because that really, really helps spread the word. Right now, though, let's get into today's Bible verse. You can persuade others if you are wise and speak sensibly.
1: That's found in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23 in the CEV version.
0: I've got the amazing Joe Chapman here in studio with me again. Joe. so good to chat again. Thank you. Such a generous introduction. Don't think I'm amazing, but I'm something. Oh, I would say you're amazing alongside all the other emails we've been getting through. By the way, small plug, if you want to get in touch, the Everyday Joy email is below. And if there's a topic that really resonates with you or something you want to pass on to the team, you can send your feedback through that way. We've got a bit of a theme going on, Joe, mm. because yesterday we were talking about a quick retort and how that can ruin everything and check out episode 59 because we talk about stuff spoken over your childhood that affects you into your adulthood. But today, Proverbs 16.23 is about this idea around words, but around persuasion. Yeah. Again,
1: it's a real confirmation of the power of words. Um, and You know, but there's some conditions to persuasion. There's some conditions around that if you are wise and speak sensibly. So there's conditional aspects to the way you
0: speak as to whether you're going to be influential, persuasive, Mm. all of those sorts of things. Mm, That's really good. I think for me, my first impression of this one is the fact that your words can cause other people to shift positions on things. Mm. Like I, I grew up in a household with quite firm beliefs and thoughts and traditions around things Mm. and I have seen how my parents have changed and adapted to living in a new country as a result of people speaking into their lives Mm. and communicating with them other ways of of doing things and so I look at this verse and I think yes again like yesterday words are really powerful oh yeah Mm. yeah what does this verse Joe, tell you about who God is or what matters
1: to him God cares about the connection that we have with other people because I think we maybe don't recognize the orchestrated connectedness that God has around us. So, you know, it's not an isolated thing, just what you say, because we all affect each other, whether you intentional, unintentional, your words, your disposition, your You know, the way that you speak and the way that you apply it in your own life is being watched, but also can be spoken to you. So directly influencing you. Um, We're very connected via the way that we speak.
0: Yeah. And like we touched on again yesterday, I feel like I keep plugging yesterday's episode, but it really is part one of today's conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Yesterday, we were talking about the fact that words are creative. I think you said that, Joe. that when God spoke, things came into being. Yeah, And we have that same opportunity. Yeah, we we
1: have that power as well. We're made in God's image. um, And so we need to be wise custodians of the way that we speak. Um, Frivolous talk can cause chaos, but sensible talk can, as this um, word says, persuade others. Mm. Have you seen this verse play out in your own life in any way? For me, the first thing that I think of is the word persuade. To me, that is the key word for me personally, when I read this um, scripture, because there's a very, very big difference between persuasion and manipulation. Oh,
0: yeah. So that's true.
1: We all want to persuade others, mm. but it matters the motivation behind it. So, for example, if you are manipulating someone, you are looking to do something for your benefit You want to manipulate someone for an outcome that suits you. But if you're wanting to persuade someone for their good, you're influencing them and the motivation is for them to flourish, for them to find a new way, for them to find healing. Um, And they're two very, very different things. So I find that we can use the word persuade, but there's a lot more to unpack there because what does that mean to you? What does persuade mean and what's your motivation behind it?
0: Mm. And I think also it's a pretty powerful distinction to be able to make as well. Like when someone's pressing an idea on you, Mm. it's good for you as well to have a bit of a filter up and asking yourself, okay, are they asking me this because it's for my benefit Mm. or because it benefits them in some way. Absolutely. And I think about these
1: days, you know, we've got all of these influences, we call them influences on social media, but you know, what are they doing? And I'm, you know, nothing personal to anybody, but you're often being paid or you have like product to shift. Um, you're looking for notoriety or influence. And so it's really for their benefit. You might enjoy it, but they're not really know you. They don't know you. They're not doing it for you. Mm. They have an agenda. And that's fine. It might suit you, but you need to be wise. But here it says to speak wisely and sensibly. And let's let's take it that God's heart is to persuade others for their benefit. Well, taking time and patience is really important. You know, the way I do it for me in my parenting, for example, is this um, – If I want my daughter to do something, you know, she struggles or she's having a hard time and I want her to grow or come to a better outcome, me telling her what to do, just do it, just get over it, Mm. move on, isn't going to persuade and influence her to growth. It's going to take me being more patient, more prayerful, more strategic, more focused on her to say that I need to persuade her with my wisdom and sensitivity that she can self-discover
0: what she needs to do to grow. So it sounds like you're saying that although it's an easier pathway Mm. to persuade someone by saying, hey, just do this and come at them with lots of facts and like a harsh tone or just a more directive approach. Yeah, But you're saying that true persuasion with wisdom Mm. actually comes from a place of stepping back first and understanding where that person is before you come forward with your thoughts and your ideas that's my view Mm.
1: that's my view and I think the first point is this you need to know your audience who are you talking to so for example take again motherhood and children I've got one child that is very direct and learns quickly And learns by words. So I could be a little bit more direct with that person because that's what they understand and that's how they hear. Mm. With my other daughter, she needs to feel like it was her idea and she needs to feel like she went on a journey and self-discovered. She doesn't like being told. So... I have to adapt. If I want to benefit my children, I need to adapt and speak to them in the way that they can hear and receive. So first you have to know the person you're speaking to. Then you'd have to take time and patience. Sometimes people don't respond in the way that you want them to at the time that you want them to. Take God and us, for example. Do I always respond to God in the way that He speaks to me immediately and every time? No, No, but yeah. God's patient. Mm. God's kind. He sends His Holy Spirit to draw alongside us, influencing us with the wisdom whisper, influencing us with gentleness. So when you think about other people in your life that you'd like to persuade, let's do it with that same spirit for their benefit, with words of wisdom and, and gently. And you know what? It's harder for the person that's trying to persuade, but it's not about me. How can I best draw alongside and bring loving change to someone? And how can the Holy Spirit use me?
0: If I'm honest, the one big takeaway for me was distinguishing between manipulation and persuasion. Sometimes we don't actually realize we're manipulating someone. I don't think we go out of our way to say, right, I'm going to manipulate my child or I'm going to manipulate my partner or coworker. I think it genuinely comes from a place of believing that what we have to say and what we have to present is the right thing. But at the end of the day, we're not God. And we might not necessarily know what the right thing is. Today's verse uses the word being sensible and being wise when you persuade someone. And both of those allude to the fact that we understand the situation and we invite God's wisdom into it. And that way, we don't end up hurting people. I love how Joe mentioned that we can take a page out of God's book because when He communicates with us, when He tells us that we're doing something wrong or we're doing something right, whenever He communicates, He's got our best interests at heart. And I think that's one of the reasons why I know I can trust God because He's not manipulating me or guilt-tripping me. He's persuading me with words of love and we can do the same even though it requires taking a step back, even though it requires understanding our audience, even though it might take those few extra moments of deeply considering where our stance is, it's worth it. Because that's what today's Bible verse is all about. Proverbs chapter 16.23 You can persuade others if you are wise and speak sensibly. Well, that wraps up today's episode on the Everyday Joy podcast. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's conversation and I hope you can join me then.